Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. If you know uh, my process, this will be repetition for you, but it it bears repeating that I don't uh, speak on the churchianity calendar. I don't speak according to necessarily what everybody's doing, right? Like, it's Christmas time, we need a Christmas message. It's springtime, we need a spring message. It's back to school time, we need a back to school message. I really endeavor to hear the Lord and speak what he's speaking. I sit with the Lord every week. I do. And I say, Lord, what are you saying to your people? Because I don't know if you know this, you're not my people, you're his people, right? I'm an under-shepherd of the good shepherd, right? So you're actually the Lord's. I get to be a part of your interaction and, and, and admonishing you to be a part of his life and everything God is doing. It's a high privilege. But you're not my people. I mean, you're my people, Zoe. You're my people, right? I'm learning the young adult lingo, you know what I mean? Um, but I don't own you, you know what I mean? And the truth of that is you don't own me either. Hallelujah. So I'm not preaching according to what you think you need. I'm not here actually speaking because of you. I'm not here preaching for you. I'm here speaking for the Lord. And the reality is that can cause offense because God has some things to say that may not be comfortable for you, but I'm just that guy. The reality is I'm not trying to be offensive. It happens on accident. So I just want to speak the word of the Lord. Amen? I pray it almost every week now. It's, I think it's 2 Timothy 4.11. If anyone speaks, let them speak as an oracle of the Lord. It's like puts, puts you on like a glove and like I'm just a puppet and he's talking through me. It's like that. That's my heart level desire. Amen? So today might feel like, oh, here it comes. Anti-Halloween message. You know? And you might receive it that way. And that's fine. I promise you. That was not my process. I was sitting with the Lord. I said, Lord, what are you saying? And this phrase in my head just kept on coming through. Children of light. Children of light. Children of light. Children. And I was like, I think that's in the Bible, you know? (laughs) So I consulted the prophet Goggle. (laughs) And I found the address. (laughs) And it was in the Bible. So that's the thread I pulled on. And here we are. So title of my message is children of light and I want to pray that we would hear the voice of the Lord amen okay so father God I ask you now to speak you've been speaking the whole time but continue Lord speak with clarity and we say to our ears open hear the word of the Lord yeah come on tell your ears open hear the word of the Lord God I pray your voice would be heard in my voice that I would speak as an oracle of the Lord that you would convict our hearts, you would lead us in the way we should go, and you would admonish us as your children. Raise us up in your love today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let me give you a reminder of who you are. This is a reminder of who God has called us, what God has called us, and who we are. Okay, 1 Thessalonians 5.5. Here it is. You are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. 
he said, he is, he said, I am the light of the world. But then he turns it and says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. You've heard these verses, but hear them again. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, say in the same way. Let your light shine before others. Quick pause, just like, just soapbox. You ready? People are like, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be seen. That's the problem. You're thinking that when you shine, you're seen. When you shine, the room is seen. The way is seen. I've never turned on a light bulb and looked at the bulb. <laughs> Nobody does that. I turn on the light to see the room. So the truth is, if you're shining brightly, no one's going to look at you. They're going to see the way. And maybe, just maybe, the problem is you've dimmed your light to the point that they can make out the filament and the bulb and the outline and you're getting some credit. Maybe the problem isn't you being awesome, it's you not being awesome enough. Jesus healed thousands of people in his ministry. At one moment in the gospel, I don't have the address for you. Go talk to Goggle. At one point in his ministry, he heals thousands in a day, in an afternoon, on a hillside. Can you picture that? Thousands of people, sick, lame, dying, healed in an afternoon on a hillside. And it says, and they praised God in heaven because of him. Can you imagine a miracle working man healing thousands and then not getting the praise directed at him? He didn't say, don't look at me. They just looked up, said there is a God in heaven because that is not humanly possible. Maybe if you turned your light up, they would see the way. Off my soapbox, back to my message, okay? It's kind of relevant, but not where I'm going. It says, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works. This is held in tension, right? It's about your heart, right? Don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Don't, don't do works to be seen, but let your works be seen. Why? And give glory to your Father who is in heaven, that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. You know what's, know what's happening? The church isn't good at much of anything, so there's not glory to our Father in heaven. But if we were the best at most things, there would be glory for our Father in heaven. What represents God better? People who are good at stuff or people that suck at everything? <laughs> like, what if we were the most intelligent, agile, financially flushed people? What if we had all the, all the solutions to every problem in the world? You think they want to know why? Let your light so shine. Colossians 1.13 says, He has rescued us completely. I just, oof. Wish we would believe the Bible. He has rescued us completely. Say completely. You know what that word means? It means completely. It means all the way. Everything. Nothing missing. Complete. Total. Finito. Got it? He has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness. And has translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. So you are light. You're children of light. You're the light of the world. You've been rescued from darkness. One more scripture, 1 Peter 2, 9. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. You're possessed. Let's talk about it. You're possessed. People are like, what's wrong with you? I'm possessed. Where do you think the devil got the idea of possession? 
He can't create. He can only pervert. I'm possessed by the love of God. Paul said it this way. The love of God compels me. I must preach. I must, he said. That word compelled is co-gripped. Gripped in union with the love of God. The love of God got inside of Paul and gripped him so tight, his feet just started moving. Almost against his will. I mean, he was knocked off a donkey. There was a bright light. He got blinded. There was a process. Hello? <laughs> We're a people for his possession. You are not your own. You have been bought with a price. You are possessed by God. It's good news. <laughs> okay. I'll stick to my notes. <clears throat> a people for his own possession that you may proclaim. You're not possessed by God just to have a better day, right? That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who what? Called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. God is pure light, y'all. Pure light. And we are actually in him. I want you to think about the implications of what I'm saying to you. He is pure light and we are in him. And you are the light of the world, a child of light, a child of the day, in him, rescued completely from all darkness, called to shine. Listen to 1 John chapter 1. We're going to read 5 through 7. It says, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is, help me, light. And in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Let me help you. This is not a salvation sentence, okay? This is about connection. It's not about salvation. It's about connection. If we are walking in darkness right now, we're going to define that in a minute, and we say we have fellowship with him, we are lying, meaning you can't make eye contact with Jesus and sin. You can't have fellowship and connection with him. While you're walking in darkness. And if you say you can, you are lying and not practicing the truth. How many know, like, you, you can be married and not have fellowship? Hello? Like, you can be legally married. You can be spiritually married. All the things. Live in the same house and not have fellowship. That's what's going on here. If we walk in darkness and say we have fellowship with him, we are lying. We're not practicing the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, QDC talk. Anybody? Yes. All the regular adults are, are loving it. <laughs> she said, I know QDC talk. Gonna be in the light. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship, not just with him, but with one another. Come on. Come on. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. We're clean. I want this for you all so badly. I want this for you all so badly. You know, I make mistakes. I, I sin sometimes. It happens. I know. Shocker. But I have zero skeletons. None. I, like... I almost wish you could all be a fly on the wall and I not know it. I would be okay with that. Like, you can take my phone. You can talk to my wife. She's right there. 
prettiest girl in the room. Got this hair thing on top of her head right now. She's increasing her height today, so you know where she's at. Anyway, you can talk to her. You can ask my children. You can watch me. I would be good with it. I want that for you all so bad. You know what that feels like? It feels clean. It's so great. You know why I can talk to you the way I talk to you? I don't have a guilty conscience. I don't have anything weighing on me. I'm not buffering for myself. You know what I mean? Is this making sense? It's a wonderful thing, and it's a gift from Jesus. It's not because I'm some superhero. He has translated me completely from the dominion of darkness and brought me into the dominion of his beloved son, out of darkness into marvelous light. It's a wonderful feeling. I'm, you can't be found out when there's nothing to be found out. It's so good. What does it mean to walk in darkness? It means to hide. You know, darkness is actually just the absence of light. You could say that darkness actually is nothing. That darkness doesn't technically exist. It's the absence of something that does exist. Are you with me? Darkness means to hide things from one another or from God. And it's pretty silly we think we can hide things from God, right? Like the night is the same as the day to him. The darkness is the same as the light is unto you, the psalmist said about God. So the dark and the light are the same, right? He sees at night just as well as he does during the day, okay? When he said, let there be light, the sun and the moon came three days later or four days later. Light and darkness actually have nothing to do with the seasons and times. It has everything to do with truth and the lack of it. Are you with me? Okay. So to walk in darkness is to hide, to clothe, to keep hidden certain things. I'll give you a cool little key right here. It'll make you chuckle, hopefully. <laughs> if what you're doing, you don't want your grandma or your pastor to know, you're probably walking in darkness. If you don't want your pastor or your granny to know, it's probably darkness. Just saying. I mean, I don't know all of your grandmothers, but just saying. I kind of know your pastor, so, you know. The truth is, if you're hiding something, it's because you don't want it to be seen. No reason to hide it unless you don't want it to be seen. I want to charge you this morning to make living as light your mission. Let's make living as light our mission. Some of you, you know, you're new. You just gave your life to Jesus. It's all good. And people, uh, the church for a long time has gotten people born again, but we haven't gotten them raised again. Okay? We need to be born again. Amen? Born of the Spirit, not of the flesh, but of the Spirit. We also got to be raised again. So I don't even blame you if you've been in church for 20 years, 30 years, whatever. They might not have raised you yet. As a child of light. Maybe they told you you're still half and half. Half dark, half light, you know. That's yin and yang, you know. That's not Yeshua. All right. It's Plato, not Paul. It's Neoplatonism, if you want to look it up. Plato came up with that. The two dogs inside of you. The one you feed, the one that went, no, no, no. You're not of the flesh. You're not in the darkness. You have been set free. Believe it by faith and you'll see it happen. Set free. Done. 
Faith. It's the fight of faith. Okay. So you might need to be raised again, right? You've been born again, great. You need to be raised again as a child of light. So I'm not blaming or judging anyone, amen? I, I hope you don't feel judged or condemned from here. I'm not sending that, okay? But I want to charge you to make living as light your mission. Let's read Ephesians 5, 8 through 16. It says, once your life was full of sin's darkness. Can I get a witness? That was me. Anybody? Okay, me and three other honest people. Got it. Okay, okay. I'm just kidding. How many of you won't raise your hand no matter what I say? Yeah, so I thought. All right. Once your life was full of sin's darkness, but now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with him. Wow. Your mission is to live as children flooded with his revelation light. And the supernatural fruits of his light will be seen in you. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. Then you will learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. That's being re raised again. You'll learn to choose what is beautiful. You got to learn that. Amen? Come on. Shame off you. You got to learn to, cho to choose what is beautiful. That takes time. Amen? Okay, so something you might have been okay with like last year or 10 months ago or, or two years ago, you might not be able to do now because conviction is coming and you're on that journey with the Lord. Amen? Okay. Got to learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. And <laughs> don't shoot the messenger, all right? It says, and don't even associate with the servants of darkness because they have no fruit in them. Instead, reveal truth to them. The very things they do in secret are too vile and filthy to even mention. Whatever the revelation light exposes, it will also correct. And everything that reveals truth is light to the soul. This is why the scripture says, Arise, you sleeper, rise up from your coffin, and the anointed one will shine his light into you. So be very careful how you live. Not being like those with no understanding, but live honorably with true wisdom, for we are living in evil times. Take full ad advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. Redeem the time, for the days are evil. Amen? Oh. <laughs> I love the Passion Translation. It's not the only translation I use, obviously, but it's like the Halloween verse. Let's go back. Oh, rise, you sleeper, rise up from your coffin. What does light do? We talked about with darkness, it just hides. What does light do? It shows what's really there. This is my way, y'all. Darkness cloaks what could be there. It allows for lies to take root about what could be there, right? It, it creates a, an atmosphere of deception. But light says, here's what's really there. This is the way I lead my team. They will tell you, this is my MO. I like, we have conflict, we have things that happen or whatever. I'm like, turn all the lights on. Who said what? When did they say it? Who did you say it to? Let's all get in the same room and confess. Turn the lights on, let the roaches scatter. That's my deal. That's how I do it. All right? Ask anybody who's been on my team for a little while. That's the deal. You come to me with a problem, it's like, okay, we're going to them right now. Here we go. What did you say? When did you say it? How did you say it? This is what they heard. What did you hear? Yeah, that's what you heard? Okay, let's grill it up and eat it. Let's go. Turn the lights on. Are you with me? It's the only way to do it. You got to walk in bold authenticity. 
That's who we are, right? So I just have to, let's read Ephesians 5.11, just that one verse in the English Standard Version. It says, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Take no part, listen, in the unfruitful works of darkness. Do you know why it's an unfruitful work of darkness? Because fruit can't grow in the dark. You need light. You know, learned about photosynthesis in school. Anybody? Are they still teaching that? Do they teach the young people that, Zoe? Okay. Just have to check. <laughs> she helps me with all my terms and things because I'm not hip anymore. Fruit cannot grow in the dark, y'all. Darkness keeps you from receiving the sweetness of life. I need you to hear this. So many times, people like me with my job have said, don't do that, don't do that, it's bad. Hear me saying, come out of all darkness, unfruitful works of darkness, because it robs you of the sweetness of life. You miss the fruit, okay? The nutrients of what God has planted can only be grown and accessed in the light. A plant bears fruit not only to be eaten, but so that the seeds of that fruit can plant new growth in the next generation. I'd like to say to you that the way we walk in the light or not will determine how our grandchildren live and their grandchildren. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. This is my question today. This is the question. Each of us has to ask this of the Lord, and I'm not judging anybody. You just got to ask this of the Lord. This is the line, all right? Am I taking part in unfruitful works of darkness? Or am I exposing them? And yes, I'm talking about Tuesday. But no, I'm not just talking about Tuesday. Okay, there's two sides to this coin, y'all. All right? Let's be honest. Halloween has become. There's a lot of different debate about the origins, All Hallows' Eve, All Saints' Day. I know all the stories, all right? So don't think. I'm, I'm pretty, I know how I look, but I'm Pretty well read. Okay? <laughs> I don't know why that connection was there, but amen. That was for someone on Facebook, for sure. <laughs> I know all the things. Here's my question Are we participating in the unfruitful works of darkness? By dressing up as death, by pur purporting these things. You have to answer that with the Lord. You know, Romans 14 says, whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. So if you start or stop doing something because of any other thing but faith, you're in sin. H hear what I'm saying right now. If you're like, oh, no, I can't celebrate Halloween anymore because Caleb said so. Is that faith or is that the fear of man? Because if it's from the fear of man, that's sin for you. Be careful. Don't hear what I'm not saying. Some of us, it's not a problem. I'll just tell you, for me, it's a problem. For me personally, that does, that's not pressure on anybody. It's a problem for me personally. Can't do it. I feel like I'm participating in unfruitful works of darkness. But let me help you. All the people that usually talk about this are really angry about one day and participating in unfruitful works of darkness every other day of the year. They're not wearing a Halloween mask. They're just wearing the liar mask or the... 
I shout at my wife at home, Mass, but I don't want you to know. And I found the people that are most angry and loud about anti-Halloween actually get exposed eventually for something else. Maybe, just maybe, you should take the plank out of your own eye before trying to get the speck out of your brother's, just maybe. So this is not simply don't do the Halloween thing. Maybe change your costume, bro. Like that, maybe, but whatever. But <laughs> ask the question. You, I'm charging you to ask this question. Are you taking part in unfruitful works of darkness? Not just Tuesday, every day. Let's flip it another way. You know, Halloween is like rehearsed Jehovah's Witness, or re reverse Jehovah's Witness, right? Halloween is like the reversal of Jehovah's Witness thing. They're all coming to your house. And they're knocking on your door saying, trick or treat? Say, I'll treat here. What's your name? You know, this would be a great chance for you to get to know your neighbors. Hi. Yeah, here's some candy, whatever. Or, no, we're not handing out candy. Sorry, but what's your name? However you want to do it. And please do not be the religious overlord, like staunch legalistic people. At least don't wear your TRP shirt while you're doing it, all right? Just. <sighs> it's like we need the magnet bumper stickers so that depending on how you drive, people follow you here or not. You know what I mean? It's like that. Like, follow me to church. <laughs> anyway, you seen those? They should not do permanent ones. They should not do permanent ones. Just saying. <laughs> Listen, hear what I'm saying. And I'm trying to say it with all the kindness and love and joy in my heart. I hope no one feels judged. Amen? You got to ask this question. Not just this week, but really, what are you hiding? Are you cloaking yourself in darkness? Are you keeping yourself from growing in the fruit of the Spirit? Because fruit can't grow in the dark. And let me help you. If you're super mad about Halloween and lying to your spouse, just wear the costume, bro. Just go ahead. Like, it's just, it's silly. Are you with me? Let's not be those people. I feel this is extremely fair. Ask the Lord, am I doing that? I just want light. I don't know about you. I want goodness, righteousness. I want light. I want light. Amen. Would you stand? We're going to close with that happy note. <laughs> Hope you're hearing this today that it's about the heart for sure, but you got to ask the question. So I'm charging you even now, just as our prayer teams comes forward, just want you to close your eyes. And really even seek the Lord and just ask the question, am I living as a child of light? Where, if anywhere, Lord, am I participating in the unfruitful works of darkness? Father, I ask for boldness, courage right now to actually ask that of you, Lord, and to listen to what you have to say. Thank you, Lord, for great grace. And Father... This morning, I pray that you would send us, that there would be a spiritual commissioning right now, that we would be commissioned as children of light. Come on. Just even say that to the Lord. Say, Lord, send me as a child of light. In my own way, in my own personality, in my own 
calling, my own destiny. But Lord, send us out. Send us out as children of light. But Lord, don't just send us. Show us the truth. Show us your heart on this. Show us, Lord. Let your light expose any darkness we're walking in. Show us, Lord. And as you do it, show us your face of delight for us. Show us your love for us. God, I pray for a prophetic opening of our eyes to see how you feel about this. Come on. To see the heart of God. Come on. Lord, I thank you for the eyes of our heart being enlightened to know really what your heart is. And Lord, I pray for the spirit of evangelism to come on this house. That we would be those who trumpet good news this week, every week. That we wouldn't be upset with the world for acting worldly. We would be upset for ourselves, uh, with ourselves for acting anything but Christ-like. And we would not look at the world and judge them. We would look at our own house and say, where can I love them more? Lord, flip it on us. Make us those who are not condemning the world, but those who are inviting the world to know the way of life. Father, I pray that as we step into the light, as we get to know one another on a deeper level, would you raise us up to care for each other? Come on. Caring for our hearts together, that whatever woundedness, whatever darkness we begin to expose, Lord, we would not be cast out, but we would be cared for, Jesus. That we would be those who care. Come on, say, make me one who cares, Lord. I want to be a safe place of confession. Make me a safe place for my brothers and sisters so I can care for them well. And Father, continue to guide us in your truth. Show us the way. Let your word be a light unto our path, a lamp unto our feet. Show us the truth, Lord, that we may walk in it. And Father, today, anyone who doesn't know you, I pray that they would not leave the room without meeting you, having a mighty encounter with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Was that helpful? Amen. Good. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.